So this story is about how I went from bug man to seven figure virtual closer due to these two skills. Let's talk about that. What's happening, Luke guy? Here at the Luke guy show, episode 148, how I went from bug man to seven figure virtual closer. Guys, what's happening? Yeah, I've been keeping me busy on the socials, trying to keep up. And yeah, we've been growing um, the platforms. And I want to take a moment here because I haven't done a podcast in a little bit. So I wanted to add another one, another value bit. Because honestly, I do miss when I did these like more often. I'm going to do my best. But obviously, I'm being pulled in so many different directions. It's a, it's a blessing. And also here in good old Georgia, South Georgia is nice and feels amazing right now under the Georgia stars here. Just kind of walking around. So I'm doing my actual podcast right now, just walking around my properties, kind of enjoying the day that God has given me and just wanted to speak with you here. Maybe I can speak life, motivation, guidance, strategy. I don't know, whatever you need this to be. And maybe you're listening at the gym or maybe, you know, a lot of people listen to me in their cars on the way to work. And, you know, I remember when I was the bug man, I would listen to people I remember I did it 10 years ago. I was listening to that round of entrepreneurs. You know, when I was, you know, coming up, I was listening to the, you know, the Pat Flynn's and the uh, Michael Hyatt's and let's see, um, Neil Patel, he was still going strong then. Um, the John Lee Dumas's, the, that was that generation. That that was the, it almost makes them sound old because, um, you know, they really wasn't, I mean, they was young and they're young now, but, you know, they obviously there's a new new generation of internet people out now in the marketing space. I think they're all going strong, but obviously when you get new ideas and things, you've always got new people come to the table. But those people I was listening to, and because of their words and guidance, um, I take that, learn it, experiment. And after, you know, because I was the bug man, and you've probably heard my story so many times, but if not, you know, I was the bug man, which means I did pest control for people's houses because we've got bugs you know, we've got, we've got bugs as big as your thumbs down here, man. Like we call them, they call them like what they call, you got, you got the American roach, you've got the German roach and you got the Asian roach. They named them after countries for a reason. I guess that's where they came from. I'm not sure. But you got some big ones, ones that can fly and people would pay a company I worked for to go kill the bugs. So I always had to walk around with a metal take in my hand, probably weigh 20 pounds. And I sprayed houses for a living because I didn't have a degree. Okay. I didn't have a thing that I was known for at that time. And that's what I did. I had a, you know, a young back, strong back. And that's like, well, we can use that, you know, and they did. And, um, so that's what I did for, for a few years. Um, and during that time when I was in my truck, cause I did a lot of my day just driving around house to house, building the building. And I would listen to podcasts cause you know, YouTube had just been out for a few years smartphones was even newer than YouTube and you know a lot of that was still new to us right you're talking about you know smartphones came out in 08 you know I, this was around you know 2010 2011 era I mean I'm talking about fresh out of school college dropout and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I you know I was messing around with like side hustles and listening to podcasts and studying I was just very fascinated and I loved to learn but what I found out was I could learn take the pleasure of learning, but if I didn't take that learning and turn it into doing, I was going to be stuck in a mobile home. I think a 16 by, a 16 by what, 60? I don't know how big the mobile homes were back then, but um, 16 wide by 60 long, I believe. Um, And 
or it might have been 1640. I don't I don't know the measurements of trailers anymore. It's been a while. Uh, but anyway, so I knew I had to get out of that. Um, we lived, you know, in the deep woods because I was country. Loved the country, but I don't want to be that close to trees. Definitely when you feel like you live in a tin can. Had a little girl. Had a little mama taking care of the little girl. And, you know, little, little mama didn't feel good about being in the trailer with trees all around. And every time it storm. You know, kind of, you know, scared him a little bit. So I had a reason, I had a purpose besides the fact that, you know, I was making a whopping two grand, you know, my um, family, something, you know, I had family, friends, had friends who had like six years of college, you know, still in their 20s and just, you know, really, you know, ambitious, going to tell me what life was going to be like when they make their 60 grand a year. And here I am making a whopping like, Twenty-eight thousand dollars a year, um, you know, because I, they did give me a raise after a while. Because if I if I made sales, they'd be beef me up. So I went from twenty-four thousand a year to twenty-eight, and I just remember being pretty proud of myself when I was like in my early twenties, and I before like actually I was nineteen, and I was wanting to get married, not at nineteen, but I wanted to talk about it with you know the daddy of. Uh, now my wife, and I said, how much would a man need to make, you think, before he could, you know, talk about marrying your daughter, just kind of messing around, and he was like, you know, I, you know, and he kind of told me, <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, so, yeah, it, w- it was not the, so I was like, wow, oh, gotta, you know, got some work to do, um, because I wanted him to feel good about it, but ultimately, I wanted, you know, to be able to take care of her, and when I got to $500 a week, I was like, okay, I'm ready for marriage. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, kids, you you would um, you might get Raymond Noodles a day under this economy with this current president. Um, just, I mean, I don't know if you've heard this, but under the current president, they're I, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if this is rumor. They're talking about adding fees to people who have like good credit score. Let's say your credit score is like above seven hundred. They're talking about adding an extra like one percent fee or something to your. It's just something crazy. I don't know if it's like you know here it is weird news. It's not real, but you just begin to wonder like, are they literally trying to hurt the little man now? I don't know, but I've heard and you know it doesn't really matter to me. But the people are trying to make everything count with inflation and whatnot. It just seems like everything's against the man who's working a nine to five. Like the guy who works nine to five, W two. Like, those guys pay the most taxes. Like, they pay more tax percentage than billionaires. Like, they pay more tax percentages than millionaires. Because they just don't know. And that's one of the benefits of virtual closing. But here today, I wanted to talk about, um, in my podcast, how I went from bug man to seven-figure virtual closer. Team of seven. Been seen by millions. On billboards. Featured. And some pretty big, like, those guys I was telling you about that I listened to on podcasts, they've all featured me on their stuff. So what was amazing was I listened to their podcasts. They was getting millions of downloads on their podcasts. And eventually they'd feature me on their websites. And I've got videos I'm talking about me. How cool is that? Right? So the heroes that I looked up to end up talking about how I helped them. Because it's some and it's a lot of it's due to virtual closing and marketing. But I'm only going to focus on the virtual closing side, the thing that helped me. Um, because when you can convert traffic, 
let me give you an example of this, okay? Let me give you an example. There's a YouTuber out there. When he, he wanted to be the biggest YouTuber, and he eventually became the biggest YouTuber in the world. He figured out, he figured out how to convert, he, he figured out how to grow his audience. Here's what he would do. His first stunt was he got to a few hundred thousand subscribers and he convinced a sponsor to give him 10 grand. He's going to take that 10 grand, give it to a homeless guy, and he promised the sponsor the video would go viral because he just knew that it would. He gave the 10 grand to a homeless man, the video went viral. Okay? That $10,000 video might have made him $50,000 to $100,000. Um, and in Google sponsorships, like like in Google AdWords, I don't know what he made from it, but he figured out how to take like if he if he made if he if he got ten grand, he would turn it into fifty grand. Well, then what he would do is he'd take let's say that fifty grand, and let's say he grabbed forty of that thousand, and then he would give away a forty thousand thing. And let's say he turned that forty thousand dollar thing into a hundred thousand, and let's say he took that hundred thousand dollar thing. And literally, he would do like 100 grand contests where he would say, hey, who can stay in the circle the longest gets $100,000. And whenever he did that, he figured he could turn that into $200,000. So he just kept taking that money and growing it bigger and bigger and bigger. But it's because he had the skill of converting traffic. He had the skill of taking his money and growing it in viral videos because he knew money was tied to that. Okay. Here is how people like Tony Robbins does that same thing or Grant Cardone. What they will do is they will take some money. Let's say they take five grand and they will push it into ads, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, whatever. And they figure their 5000 or their 10000 or their $20,000, whatever they got, they, they got in the hand to experiment with, they will push it into ads. They will combine that with what we call virtual closers. The virtual closers and their content. So they create the content. They've got the brand. They've got the money. But you combine that with the virtual closers. The virtual closers is the army of people who can set, who can do 10-minute Zoom calls, and who can close the deal, and let's say in the bigger calls, okay? When you combine the influencer's power, their brand, and their ad money, They've got the money, and then you get the virtual closers. They've got the skill. When you combine the army of marketing, content, and the money, and you combine that with the virtual closers, who are the conversions, who can you know set appointments, you know qualify them, set deals. You take this, these two armies and you combine them together, and that's how you create brands literally today that are worth a half a billion. Dollars, Or in this situation, that YouTuber who had the ability to convert his traffic and learn how to grow it, his is worth over a billion dollars. Because you, because it all comes down to this, to all brands. If you can take money, create traffic, convert that traffic into more money than you started with, and you snowball it. Okay, if that makes sense. So, I learned how to do this. And I learned how to spend how to spend traffic or get traffic and then grow that with the virtual closing skills but when i started i where, where i messed up for years i couldn't figure out the traffic thing so what i did i hired a friend of a friend named jeff 
And he did that part for me. He showed me how to create appointments. And I let him get in control of that. And the next 30 days, I had every day was filled with appointments. And then I took the virtual closing skill that I already had, that I've been practicing with, and then I converted it and then turned that into more money. And then that grew. And then I got really good at virtual closing. The problem is that some people have sales skills. They have sales skills, right? They're good at talking to people, but they're not good. So they have the, so sorry. So they have the ability, so it has something to distract me. They have the, so they have the, they have the ability to talk. They have the ability to even possibly convert, but they don't have the traffic. And that's what most real estate people deal with. Car people deal with, life insurance agents deal with, and solar. And that's when I tell you, hey, you need a cold call. If you cold call, then, but why couldn't you start your own solar business and cold call for yourself? Or why wouldn't you become your own real estate broker at that point? Like, why would you take all that time cold calling? So I just, I mean, it's better and you scale better when you have an army of people take care of the traffic and the brand. And all you do is just convert that. Doing one thing. And that's why most listening to me right now have crash and burn on their side hustle. Think about this. Affiliate marketing. You have to go get the traffic and then push that to a product. But then you got to find a product that converts well for the traffic. So you get the traffic right, but then you get the wrong product. You get the right product, but then you get it's hard to get traffic. So what I'm saying is it's hard. Well, think of it like baseball. Could you play? Could you have a swinger without a pitcher? And then what's the point of a pitcher without a swinger? So imagine the pitcher is the guy creating the traffic. He throws the ball. Then the guy with the bat hits the ball, and it's a home run. But without the pitcher, the swinger would not be effective. Even though technically they're fighting against each other, but imagine this. Imagine the pitcher's actually for you, throwing it right down the middle so you can hit the home run. That's the difference in play is that the pitcher is actually for you. He's on your team, and that is the difference. And that, and so the way I turn to a seven-figure virtual closer, because I'm not telling you can do seven figures, but what I am saying is, is that it can be enough to where you can virtually gain freedom. And that's what I am saying. I'm saying you can get this to a place to where, to where you are scaling. And the way you can eventually get this to, to seven figures, let's say that you learn a skill very well. And let's say one day down the road, you learn to love marketing as well. Now you're dangerous. The man who has both those skills is very, very dangerous in a way because now he spends more, he makes more. Now there's no limitations. So as a virtual closer, you can do five to, can't, five to 10K months, stack up, crush it, let someone else do the headache of marketing. And then once you're bored with that, you say you get it to 15K months, save as much as you can, enjoy that life for a while, then try to do both at the same time. And that's how eventually you get to seven figures um, as a virtual closer, and that's in the short. That's that's what it takes. So when you can create traffic and then convert it and create all that, that's how people build businesses. And a lot of people just don't realize that about business. You're in, the tra- you're in the traffic converting. When you can learn to take traffic and convert it like a pro, then nothing can stop you. And we call this client acquisition. But 
the easiest client acquisition is probably in the info space. And you learn that method. I'm telling you, uh, you you understand how unlimitless, like how the sky truly is the limit. So appreciate you. Thanks for listening here to Luke Guy's show about head inside here. Talk with the kids for a little bit and um, let's catch up later. And this is the Luke Guy Show, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What's popping, Luke here? You're going to absolutely enjoy the show. Let's dive in right now.